As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant, your host for the show. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to guide you on your journey to designing and living a life where you are winning at work and at home. I hope you're having a great week this week. This week's session, we're going to focus on a topic that's really important. It falls within the communication frameworks that we're always talking about. And this is one that comes up as a very popular topic, and that is how to be a more effective listener. So the session that you're going to hear today was one that I did in one of my webinar series a few years ago. So this was before the Engineer Your Success on-ramp. We were doing some complimentary webinars on certain topics like how to be a more effective listener, the art of work-life balance, a different leadership language. And we're over the next few weeks, we're going to start unveiling some of those sessions from the Engineer Your Success Vault. So I really hope that you enjoy today's show. But before we get to today's show, I want to give you a personal invitation to the next Engineer Your Success on-ramp. That's going to be on September the 19th from noon to one. So this session is Mastering Delegation, Empowering Leaders for Success. So in this session, we're going to work on identifying those tasks that really lend themselves to delegation. We're going to talk about some of the clear essential things that you need for delegation, which is setting up clear expectations and effective communication, how delegation will help you build trust and foster accountability within your team and your organization. And really, what are some of the resources and support for setting up your team for success when you're hitting these scenarios for delegation. Listen, if you want to transform your leadership through effective delegation, unlock your potential for growth and innovation and connect with other like-minded professionals who are all about personal growth, you do not want to miss this session. The link to sign up for this session is in the show notes. And I look forward to helping you engineer your success at the next on-ramp session. Okay, let's listen in to get some tips about how to be a more effective listener. Effective listening is a really crucial part of being an effective communicator. It's difficult to communicate your ideals, your thoughts, if you have no idea what that other person is feeling or listening, or you don't have the ability to actually use that insight to effectively communicate. I believe that you can do both. You can have a successful career, a successful business, and an absolutely exceptional life. You don't have to choose. You can do both. So here's a question. Are you a good listener? When you ask most people this, if you're a good listener, they're going to say, of course, absolutely, of course I am. 
Or they may say, I'm not sure, but most people think that they're a pretty good listener. But in reality, there are very few of us that are actually good at listening. So during our time together today, we're going to address what makes a good listener and how you can form the habits that can help you better connect with the people that you are talking to. The odds are not in your favor. There was a study of over 8,000 employees from various job backgrounds and found that almost all of the participants, guess what? All of them believe that they communicated as effectively or more effectively than their coworkers. But you know what? That just does not add up. Everybody can't be above average. And so in reality, the average person listens at only about a 25% efficiency. That's it. 25%. So that's 75% of the time we're not being really good, impactful, effective listeners. So, you know, what's causing this misconception? Most people agree that listening is a very important skill and the majority don't feel that they need to improve it. And this comes to the question that I asked as part of the poll leading up to this, are you actively working on improving your listening skills? It's one thing to say that you, you need to become a better listener. It's another thing to actually start working on it to improve. We all have come up with that saying that action speaks louder than words. So your actions on improving your listening skills are the things that will help you actually improve those listening skills. So some of the techniques and tools that we're going to talk about today are just little tidbits that are really the intent is to help you become a much more effective listener. And even if you're a great listener, there's always things that you can do to improve. So why does effective listening matter? Why does it matter? There are studies upon studies about the interaction between employees and managers and how if effective listening is not there, then you don't have effective communication. You really don't have effective communication. And if you can't have effective communication, their error rates begin to rise. If there's not effective communication, that begins to have a negative impact on the morale of your organization or your team. So being able to effectively listen really is one of those things that you need to be able to improve your efficiency as an organization, to be able to invest into each other, investing that time in letting people know that they matter, really letting them know they matter. Leadership and listening. So as a leader, working with your listening skills will help you foster the bonds of trust between yourself and those that you're responsible for. Being a good listener will also help you demonstrate concern for the well-being of the people that are on your team. And that well-being really helps to cement the emotional tie to the organization it helps to cement loyalty in that emotional tie and looking after their well-being also helps them be more committed to the work that they have to do. They know that you look at them as more than just a number, that more than just a contributor, but you value them as an individual, then they people tend to give a little bit extra and go the extra mile in that situation for leaders and for organization. One of the other things that effective listening tends to do is to reduce conflict, right? It reduces 
interpersonal conflict because it's more likely that a dispute can be resolved coming to a win situation. If the only thing that you're doing is listening so that you can respond, then you're really not listening and you're not taking that in and you're looking for conflict. I like to say, and some of you that have heard me talk before may have heard me say this, that everything that I needed to learn about communication in business and in life, I learned the first three years of marriage because my wife and I communicated differently. And I had to learn how to become an effective listener to really understand where she was, what she was talking about, what she was going through, and then her impression of how I communicated to her so that I could actually effectively communicate and we can continue to build the life that we have. Effective communication, what I found in effective listening, it not only impacted my personal relationship, but I think it also prepared me to continue to excel in my career. And it's that same skill uh, helps me to excel as a coach. It helps me to excel as a friend. Being able to effectively listen and communicate are some of the bedrock tools that you need if you want to grow your business, if you want to grow your team, and if you want to have fuller relationships. What is effective listening? At this point, I think you're probably ready to get to the bottom line. You're like, James, can you please just tell us what your definition of effective listening is? But before I do that, what I'm going to ask you, if you're not driving, if you are there at your computer, in one sentence, I would like for you to describe what you think effective listening is in the chat box. But my definition in general is that effective listening is actively absorbing information while showing the speaker what, you know, that you're listening and engaged, then providing feedback that shows them that they're heard. So you're really actively listening. You're giving them the cues that you're engaged, but you're also providing feedback that kind of validates what they're saying so that they can understand and know that they have been heard. And I think that that is a really important part of effective listening and effective communication is being able to convey that the person is actually being heard. What is that reward of being heard? Like I mentioned before, humans, we're social creatures and we thrive on relationships. So one of the best things that you can do for another person is to show them that their communication is working and that their message is being delivered effectively. And it's really all about making that person feel comfortable, making them feel at home, making them really be, again, be heard. A lot of times people are struggling, they're going through things and you may not have the answer, but the whole process of talking through it and them being heard helps to validate them and it helps them to begin to feel that they're not alone, that they're not alone. So let's see what some of your answers were about effective communication or effective listening. So understanding what the other person is saying from their point of view, absolutely, I would agree with that. Another comment is that effective listening is truly understanding what the speaker is telling me, listening to understand and internalize. I think it's absolutely because you have to listen to understand and then make sure, as we'll talk about in a few slides, that you're not um, jumping to conclusions. You're not trying to rush the judgment. You're not trying to solve the problem, which is a, a situation that I could definitely talk about from within a marriage relationship and even some job relationships, because the, the process of talking some of these things through is actually where 
the problems are actually solved, not when I jump to a problem. Body language, because we communicate probably 60 or 70% of what we're talking about through body language, not necessarily the words. And when you come to Zoom meetings or these kinds of venues, it's really important that you're looking at the screen, that you're not on screen with your arms crossed in a, you know, a certain way. And your facial expressions actually is, are one of the things that you have to really make sure that you are conscious of. I was in a, in a meeting the other day or talking to someone and I must have made a funny face. I, I'm not a good poker player. I, typically, I wear my emotions on my sleeve in a sense of if I don't like something, you'll know it. I'm, I'm not mad about it, but you'll just know it. And the person says, oh, you're used to doing a podcast or being on radio and not on video. I was like, no, this is just how I am. But I really wasn't thinking about how effective that body language, that facial language becomes in the medium that we've been communicating in over this past year during the pandemic. But body language is absolutely important. So you just have to be aware of that. Now, this is absolutely true. You have to put your phone down and any other distractions that you have. This is at least a discussion that we have at our house two or three times a week. But imagine that you're trying to have a conversation with someone and they're holding their phone and they're distracted or they're looking out the window or they're looking at some type of a television, something on TV or the football game when it's football season. Those kinds of distractions, they don't make a person feel heard, right? We talked about the importance of the person that's communicating to you being able to feel heard. And if you are doing that, basically what you're saying is that these things that I have, this phone, what I'm looking at is much more important uh, than you. And that is not how you want things to go. When you are, if you can get a chance to, I don't know how it is now, but I know before COVID, when you go out to a restaurant, you can tell the new couples versus the couples that have been together for quite some time. The couples that have been together for quite some time, they're holding their phones, they're looking at each other, but they're distracted. They're looking or thinking about work, maybe thinking about the, the kids or something else going on with the family, looking down at their phones. The newer couples, phones are down, they're looking into each other's eyes, and they're there being present in that conversation. So if you want to work on being an effective listener, just make sure that you're continuing to be attentive to the person that you are communicating with. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. And there's the other thing is you want to be attentive and but also relaxed. So what do I mean? We talked about eye contact, even in, in the Zoom contact. You don't want to be looking there, eyes all wide the whole time that you're there. That just looks weird. And you don't want to kind of freak people out and scare them, but you do want to be attentive, shaking your head, looking at the camera, not necessarily your slides, so that you're given the appearance of eye contact in this kind of medium. But if you're in person, you're doing the same thing. You're looking in their eyes. You may look away, but you're coming back to that person and letting them know that you're attentive to the discussion. Now, I think this is one of the most important things that you can do 
to be an effective listener is keep an open mind, really keep an open mind and approach the conversation with curiosity. So effective listening, it really means that you're listening without judging and you're not necessarily mentally criticizing the things that this person tells you. So you're not judging, you're not criticizing, you're really trying to let those words flow and listen to them. And also remember, you are not listening to respond. There are a lot of us, me included, particularly early on in marriage, where I thought my, the role of listening was to gather all of the information that I needed and the counter arguments that I wanted so that I could win the discussion. And when you approach uh, listening and communicating that way, let me tell you right now, you're going to lose. You don't want to jump to conclusions. You want to be curious and you absolutely want to have an open mind when it comes to these kinds of discussions. Now, one trick that I think is really cool is if you find yourself in a situation where you're the one that always wants to provide insight or you're judging, right? Start to then paint a picture with their words, not your words, but with their words. As a person is describing what they're going through and what's happening, being attentive, you're there and you're present. But if your mind starts to wander from the standpoint of trying to come up with a solution or being critical, think about painting a picture of their words, right? So that picture helps you to internalize it. That picture will help you communicate it back to them. If you're not a visual person, maybe you could listen to a few of the key phrases that they're saying. Again, you're not listening to respond, but you're listening for those key phrases so that when it comes time for you to repeat that back to them, you can let them know that you're listening and, and focusing in on, the, on those key phrases will help you not to criticize and will help you not to judge. It really will, will help you do that. And you could always look to refocus your thoughts with a question. Could you clarify that? Or that was interesting. Can you give me a little bit more information about that? And that's really thing we'll talk about a little bit later in terms of probing, but that's something that you can do as well to help you become a better or more effective listener. Don't impose your solutions unless you've been asked for them. I don't know about you guys, but for me, that was an issue that I had early on in our marriage is thinking about trying to impose a solution when my wife didn't ask for it. Even with team members and when you're working in teams in an organization, sometimes you have the answer or you think you have a solution, but you can't impose your solution on people that you're trying to help grow. Because when you impose your solution, you rob them of the ability to go through that process and work through finding a solution that will work for them. Because one thing is for sure is that a solution that I develop, a solution that any of you develop may not be the only absolute solution to solve that problem. And by allowing people to work through the process, they begin to build their problem-solving muscles. They begin to get better at solving problems. And if you are looking to grow your business, you're looking to grow your team, you're looking just to grow, you want to allow people that ability to begin to build up in that way. So don't impose your solutions unless you're asked. One thing that you can do if you have some thoughts you could always, toward the end of that conversation, say, thanks for sharing. Hey, let me know if you would like to hear my thoughts. You're asking permission. 
and you really want that person to give you permission, they're saying, yes, I would like to know what you're talking about. Other than that, don't do it. Really try to paint that picture, go another route. Don't provide that solution. And I just didn't know if you know what you're really saying when you begin to interrupt people. So when you interrupt people all the time, basically what you're saying is that I'm more important. What I have to say is more interesting, more accurate, or more relevant, particularly if there's a continued interruption, you're saying that what this person has to say doesn't matter. That's basically what you're saying. And that's not what you want to, that is not how you become an effective listener. That is not a trait of an effective listener. You're saying, I really don't have time for this conversation. So I'm going to interrupt you and get to the point. Again, you have to let these things continue to flourish, continue to grow and allow people to go through that communication process. This is not about who's going to win. It's not about, I have the answer, but it's about learning how to be an effective listener. One of the things about journalists and interviewers and researchers is learning to probe is early on is important. So it just means that you're asking questions for additional information uh, that can help you understand more fully. And to be effective at probing, it has to be non-judgmental. It, it, it has to be connected to what was being said earlier in that conversation. And then you're able to ask that probing question to get more detail. And by doing it in that way, connecting to the past part of the conversation, you're also affirming that you're listening. And it allows that person to elaborate uh, and feel that they're being heard. But don't push the speaker to be on the defense. So being an effective listener, we talk about probing and asking questions, but there are two questions that you should never ask or two ways to, to put it. And one is, why would you do that? That's going to put the speaker, the person that you're talking to on the defensive, or how could you have thought that? Because essentially what you're doing is attacking them as an individual. You don't want to do that if you're working on being an effective listener. Intentions may be good, but a lot of times the why questions and the how questions tend to come with a tone of their own and the tone of our voice in our body language also can make that individual be much more defensive than uh, we intended. So just be on the lookout for that. Don't be a topper. It's a person that if you say that I've done something, then they're going to come and say, oh, I've done something more. I think sometimes we're all guilty of jumping in and sharing something that we've gone through because it's being discussed. But if a friend is telling us about something and we want to get in and talk about our perspective, it's understanding and remembering that this conversation isn't about us. This particular conversation isn't about us. We really want to look at this from the perspective of the person whom we're talking to and then take that into account about the things that we say and that we don't say. You're continuously topping them then basically it's similar to what you would do if you were interrupting them. I'm more important. My experience matters more. I know more than you. What, I, what happened to me means more than what happened to you. If you find yourself doing this, finish your thought really quickly, apologize, and say something like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get us off track. This isn't a conversation about me. Let's get back on the topic. Again, you want to engage them back into that conversation. Is really that just be mindful of giving unsolicited advice. Most people give advice because they like to, or that 
they've looked at within their family or their business as the person who gives advice. But if you're the one that's continuously giving advice and you're not teaching the people that are working for you, the people that are working with you to begin to develop their own ideals or their own way of coming to decisions, then you're doing them a disservice because they're going to continue to stay where they are. You may continue to grow, but they're going to continue to stay where they are. Effective communication, effective listening is a skill that will help you continue to train the people that are on your team. In conclusion, as an active listener, your ultimate goal is to get as much information as possible in a time-efficient manner and leave the conversation on better terms. So this really means that you're setting the environment for that comfortable conversation, body language, you're being mindful of the way that you react to phrases and ideals, especially those that might not agree with you. You're asking questions and encouraging the speaker to share more, and you are refraining from giving unsolicited advice. Hey, this is James. I hope that you really enjoyed our session today. I'm going to end this podcast like I end every podcast, and that is this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and there's a select group of people that follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. I want you to be part of that select few. Be great this week. This is Dr. James Bryant, your guide for winning at work and at home. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.